tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everybody. You are watching and listening to AfterBuzz TV's The Concert Experience. I'm Jason Eichler. Before we get started, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you want to participate in the conversation today, we're using the hashtag Concert Experience because we have two very special guests from Smoke Season. Please welcome Gabrielle and Jason. Thanks Thank for coming you. in, guys. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. Okay, we want to get to know all about you. So before we talk about music, I'm just going to ask you a list of really stupid questions. Ooh. They're not that dumb, but just say whatever <laughs> pops in your head. Um, first concert you ever went to? You go first. Um, it was Blind Melon. Wow, that's yeah, a cool one. In, at Roseland in New York City. Mm. Oh, see, mine's Baja Man. It's like way more embarrassing. Wait, is that the like. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> Who did let the dogs out? I don't think they, they ever found out. They never found out. <laughs> and mine was Lilith Fair. Oh. And it was in, at, in Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. You, oh, see. <laughs> Got some street cut. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Last time you lied. Um, just then about Lil Fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, actually, I did go to Lil Fair. Um, probably. I told uh, a friend that they had a great outfit on yesterday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. That's tough. You never Ouch. know. I don't know. I know. I'm like Abraham Lincoln. I never tell a lie. So. Oh, you're perfect. Yeah. That was a lie. <laughs> that was a lie. Busted. I just told a lie. Damn it. Uh, last song you downloaded. Hmm. Our own? Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> our own. Yeah. Our own. Yeah. Technically, yeah. It's hard. With Spotify, it's just, they don't download as much anymore. It's true. No, yeah. We just, our producers just sent us, like, new roughs of some new songs we're working on, and so literally we had to download them. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that counts. So, yeah, yeah, that does count. Yeah. Is it so, weird? I don't, I don't think I would like listening to myself. Is that hard to do? I, after we finish a song, I hate it, um, and I'll, like, never listen to our songs again, but, like, when we're in the process of producing something, I will literally listen to it nonstop because I'm like, that needs to be turned down. That needs yeah. to be turned down. Scrutinizing it. <laughs> yeah. And then you never touch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it. Okay. Yeah. Favorite app? Mm. You go first. Um, favorite app? I don't know. I don't think. Uh, I mean... <sighs> What is my favorite app? I don't know. What is my Instagram, favorite? I guess? Oh, that's it's good. It's like yeah. cliche, Aww. but I like Instagram because it's just quick, like just pictures. It's kind of... Uh, LastPass. Oh, what is that? It's a password-saving app. So you can have all of your passwords oh, really on the smart. internet and on your phone, and it stores all of them, Like, and you just log in to the app, and you're like, oh, yeah, well, what was my password for that? Oh, that's really smart. I know. I need to get that. <laughs> um, worst habit? Hmm. <laughs> I twiddle my thumbs when I'm thinking. Okay. And and like when I'm like trying to text someone, I'll like twiddle my thumbs and like think about like what am I going to text? Like <laughs> They're like, that. is she actually texting? Yeah, me? like it's, it's odd. crazy. It's an odd habit. I don't know what is my worst habit. I don't even know. Um. I guess maybe 
Sometime just lateness, maybe. Oh yeah, oh. tardiness. Oh yeah, being tardy. <laughs> She's like, oh, let me tell you. <laughs> okay, yeah. song you wish you'd written. Ooh. Hmm. I really like uh, "Electric Love" by Borns. Oh, that's good. That is a new classic, man. That's a great song. Uh, maybe uh, "Glass Animals," "Black Mambo." Yeah. Okay. That's a great one, too. So how did you guys end up coming together? Because you've both been doing your own separate things in the music industry. Yeah. Coincidentally, we were sharing the same rehearsal space. Okay. Like, bands do that in L.A. We share the same rehearsal spaces. Um, And then we just started jamming one night after a rehearsal, and that's how our first single was born. We literally wrote our first single accidentally the first time we ever jammed. Yeah, it's just like I started playing a riff, and then she's like, oh, here's some chords. And then Mm -hmm. before you know it, we just had a song in our hands. Mm Mm-hmm. So then after that, do you decide, like, oh, let's form a band and do that? Or is it because you're both doing other projects, too? Yeah, it started as a side project, and then it was, like, everyone was so much more enthusiastic about this, and it was so much easier to write, like, together. So it became our, like, the side projects all, like, rolled into this project. That's cool. Yeah. And when you guys first got together, because I know when you, like, enter a new band, it's like entering a relationship (laughs) where it's, like... Is this long-term? Are we just going to do one EP? Mm-hmm. Did you guys sit down and talk about that? Like, we want to make this everything? or It all just kind of fell into place. I mean, it was cool because, you know, uh, building a band from the beginning, from the first inception of it, we got to really, you know, choose everything from choosing the yeah. name, making sure, all right, is this the right name, and the branding, and how we wanted to, like, represent ourselves. So it was cool. We, you know, we really had a big part in it, you know, right from the inception of what, how we wanted to do things. Yeah, and we actually recorded our first EP in our studio ourselves. We produced it. Oh, so wow. it was like a, it was totally like a basement project. Yeah. And then it was like not a basement project. <laughs> and then it's like, all of a sudden like we're now starting our third EP and we're like, well shit, this is definitely not a basement project anymore. <laughs> this is serious. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys are sort of like LA famous. Like anybody who's in the music scene in LA knows who you guys are. You sold out your residency at Echoplex already. Yeah. I would, I hope, I mean, yeah. that says. Um, <laughs> is that, how do you, how would you say that's shaped your sound? Because there is a big, like, silver, like, music scene and all mm-hmm. that. Well, first of all, the, the reason why it's awesome to be a band in L.A. is because there's, it's truly, uh, like, everyone that lives, like, in the areas we live and, like, plays the areas we play, like, everyone is about art, you know? So, like, there's so much art being created that you're, like, accidentally being inspired by all of your peers. It's just everyone is doing art, so it's this little L.A. renaissance that's going on. So that's an amazing thing to be a part of, but apart from that, Jason and I are both East Coasters, and so we had, like, our own little personal manifest destiny coming out to L.A. (laughs) That's cool. And, like, if you hear our music, it has that, like, psychedelic, like, kind of uh, sense of adventure that... I feel like the West Coast really has and embodies that. And the East Coast is, like, a bit less, like, of the Purple Mountains majesty. (laughs) Like, smoky, like, Rocky Mountain kind of feel. And I think, like, that, realizing that in our lives, in our own transition to the West Coast, like, really inspired our writing. That's cool. So, Bees is the new single. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about that. Uh, <laughs> after buzz this is so perfect. yeah that was uh we recorded uh so that was a song that kind of came about and it was cool because we were playing it with our you know our live band and it really sort of like took shape over that time period and then when we went to the studio it was pretty like well you know formulated you know when we went in and did it um and then we recorded a video <laughs> yeah um 
Bees is really about like the LA dating scene. Um, it's kind of like our take on it. Like everybody is like skating along the top of emotional commitments, but like not quite ready to dive in. <laughs> so true. So it's I don't know if it's our generation or it's more just like the LA dating scene. So it is. Nobody wants to commit. Yeah, it's true. So this is going to be part of a new EP or LP. Well, we're actually uh, separately working on a new EP. Oh, okay. Um, Bees was like more of it was the crowd's favorite every time we would play live. So we were kind of we wanted to make like our thing is like we always want to create content. So we had this song. We're like, let's tie you guys over until we have our EP ready. <laughs> okay. And do you think because you have two EPs, do you see yourself doing an LP or is just a bunch of random EPs sort of the route you're going? How does that work? EPs kind of make sense. I feel like a lot of people have sort of ADD generation. (laughs) So uh, EPs are easily digestible. But Mm -hmm. we also kind of think in spurts of, I think, clusters of songs. So it kind of makes sense to do three or four four songs at a time. That's Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, like uh, this next EP right now at the moment, it's probably going to be four songs. Um, It's kind of like a mixtape, you know, like you're... You have a, a lot more freedom when you're making an EP, and it's like you can pay attention to like every single song. Like, whereas if you're making a full album, maybe it would take years to pay the amount of attention to every song. Yeah. That like every song is taking like months, you know. Uh, I I have ADD, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. I like the EP structure. Maybe we'll just drop mixtapes for the rest yeah. of our career. That's cool. <laughs> so before you get into the studio, how much of it is already written? Or do you do a lot of writing while you're in the studio? Usually it's all, all written. Okay. Um, but we lately, like, we went into this EP. One song in particular was not written yet. Okay. Like, it was written. Like, we had, we had most of the words. Um, but we wanted to kind of have, like a let go of the reins moment. We have these incredible producers who have just incredible ears. Um, and we really want to like absorb their vibes yeah. and their direction. So three of the four songs were already written, but then one of them like was kind of like our guinea pig. So like the lyrics, we figured them out in the vocal booth as we were recording it. Like we figured out all the guitar par- mm-hmm. parts like in the studio as we were recording them. And so that will be like our, little experiment song. Is that hard to let other people come in and sort of guide you and do what you want because you, you both can produce? It takes a lot of trust. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And, uh, you know, uh, these producers we worked with on our last EP, so through mm-hmm. that process as well, we really, you know, built a lot of trust with them and they have great ideas, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. it's very collaborative, so it's fun. And, yeah, and especially because, like, we can produce as well, so we know what, like, We'll say, I, I really am feeling like this kind of like EQ on my voice, like this effect, you know? And then he'll be like, that's a good idea, but like, let's take it a step further because I can do this. Okay. And it's great. I mean, like, they, he, he is like nine yards, miles yeah. ahead of us in terms of skill. He's a sonic for wizard, I would say. Yeah, he's our, he's our wizard. <laughs> that's cool. So. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's a benefit mm-hmm. to let go of the reins. Do you have, um, Single, do you have videos planned out for the rest of the songs on the EP, or is it kind of <laughs> top secret? Okay. So it's funny that you asked that <laughs> because uh, I will leave it at this. Our it's become clear that <laughs> our fans and people really enjoy our videos. Yeah, probably like the most artistic. They like that art that we make the videos. Um, so we're hearing that. 
And we're going to release our next EP very untraditionally. Um, and that's all we'll say. Okay. If you're going to, like, Beyonce it. I'm not saying anything. (laughs) I'm not saying anything. (laughs) So you guys have three million plays on Spotify. (laughs) I want to talk to you about everything. I don't know if you heard. Taylor Swift wrote this open letter to Apple today no. saying, so mm-hmm. basically they're, they're streaming their music, but they're not going to pay artists for the first three months. Okay. So she's saying, like, artists deserve to be played. You can't have any of my music for the first three months. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Because you're a smaller band who's probably needing to make money off of places like Spotify mm-hmm. and Apple. Well, um, it's we are a smaller band, but we have been fortunate to get a couple million plays. And yeah. That translates into real dollars for us. I, I mean, like, if we're going to be 100% honest, like, I understand uh, Taylor Swift's, like, entire breakdown back in the fall about, like, Spotify profits yeah. for artists. But the thing is that, like, our 3 million plays pays the bills a lot okay. of the time. Like, Spotify is very good to us and very good. And we have pretty much, like, I would say, like, the lowest percentage that we could get out of, like, each play. Yeah. So it is possible to make money off Spotify. Like, we're your living, breathing examples. And um, so I don't know how much money she was losing, but it must have been already in the millions yeah. <laughs> that she would have made. So, I mean, when you're dealing with that amount of money, you can't really... It's a whole nother brawl park. <laughs> so is it hard? Because when you're, I can imagine you're probably making lots of money off of your live shows and stuff. Do you, as a means to like an income, do you approach it differently? Because I feel like back in the day it used to be like you just make money off of albums, but now you have to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we well, we make like quite bluntly, like we have the most plays on Spotify. We make the most money off okay. Spotify. Um, we do tour a lot, but touring is expensive. So a lot of times, like a great band, a great tour, like you might break even. Um, but touring is invaluable because that's where like you really make your fans. Yeah. Like we have like some incredible fans that like have been with us since the beginning. But like really, when we get to see them in person, that's like when we feel. Like, uh, like they'll be our fans. Yeah, that's cool. Like they're special, but um, so they bring different values to the table. But in terms of money, like yeah, you definitely have to be like jack of all trades. Yeah, diversify. Yeah, Yeah. and do you can't just do one thing. You have to sort of do a lot of different facets of things. So. Mm And you went to school for music management? Um, I went to school for, like, music and management. Okay. Yeah, like <laughs> how much of that would you say has impacted how you approach your career? A lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, we were actually just having a funny conversation with our publicist about, like, letting go of the management component <laughs> of things. But, um, you know, Jason and I, are, we're so DIY. Like, it's like we come up with an idea where, like, we should do this, and then we'll set the wheels in motion. So I think, like, the ability to, the confidence in making those decisions came from, like, me studying that. Yeah, that's cool. And his experience, because he had so much experience in the music industry before we even started our band. I know you've got that Jonas Brothers connection. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did. I went out, yeah, I did some, you know, some a world tour, basically, yeah. and, I mean, it was an invaluable experience, it was amazing, and... But, uh, you know, you can kind of take that because, you know, when you're playing an arena, it's you can uh, transfer that to playing a club because basically it's the same experience. You're, you're uh, playing music for, you know, for one fan, and then that you just multiply that one fan times however many people. <laughs> but, you know, you want to give that same experience. So you want to give that arena experience in a club. That was, you know, one thing I definitely took away from that. Does it ever feel like starting over because you've had this experience where you're playing these huge venues and then you start a new band where maybe many people don't know the name, mm-hmm. so you kind of have to, like, rebuild everything? 
Yeah, I mean, for me, it was fun. It was, you know, like I said, from the, building it from the beginning, from picking the name, all that yeah. stuff. You know, it, it was a, a chance to re, you know, uh, a second chance at, at doing those things and, and coming at it from a different perspective. But, you know, you're building something really special and standing behind the art and the music and doing things non-traditional, I think is just a lot of fun. Kind of going against the grain is always, you know, because you, you meet some resistance or people are like, I'm not sure. But then yeah. when you, you go and do it and you get that reaction is 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 really awesome. Do you guys have advice for somebody who's trying to break into the music industry because you've both done it multiple times and <laughs> are successful at it? Uh, it? Well, the act of breaking into the music industry, like, never stops. Like, it's yeah. a constant procession of proving that you're still relevant. Mm-hmm. I'm still relevant. I'm relevant. Like, at first <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm relevant, right? Now. Like, notice me for the first time. Then it's like, hey, I'm still relevant. Yeah. I didn't just burn out, you know? Um, so you just got to keep going, keep sticking with it. Cause that's it. The, you know, and sometimes slow and steady wins the race, but mm-hmm. you're always, like you said, you're always proving yourself. So you have to just keep, you know, one step ahead of the curve from the live front. Like it takes years of playing nonstop. It's like, you might think you have it down pat. It's just like, <laughs> a, you have no idea until you've been like playing nonstop for years. You What's know? like the craziest thing that's happened on stage? Oh. On stage, I mean the this chapel. last. Oh well, yeah, this last show, this last tour, we uh, we improved an entire two songs because like our uh, equipment malfunctioned, and then we kind of just like looked at each other. and We're like, just go with it. Yeah, and we just did, like, <laughs> a, arrangement. The wow, whole song. not really hadn't practiced. Yeah, it. super Portishead rendition of bees <laughs> that was not planned. Um, but the craziest thing, I always think the chapel. Oh right, because we literally it was like a week before. San Francisco's noise pop this year, they called our agent and were like, do they want to play this like Friday night, like almost sold out show with like this band in San Francisco? We're like, yeah, we'll fly in. So we get there. I like literally get off the plane, like take a cab, run to the venue. The boys are already on stage, like sound checking. I'm like, I'm here. Like I'm here to sound check. <laughs> I put my like in ears in and all of a sudden I hear like all this talking. I'm like, what's going on? Like I'm hearing all these voices in my ears and they're, they say, the sound guy's like, it's a mortuary. Like, it used to be mortuary. I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, it used to be a mortuary. Oh, my God. on stage. (laughs) I was like, what? And I'm on stage, and I'm hearing people talking in my ears, but it's, like, indecipherable. And it's, like, there's, like, a crowd of, like, a thousand people. And I'm like, I'm hearing ghost conversations in my ears. And then afterwards, like, all the backstage people were, like, laughing. They're like, yeah, it's a mortuary. Yeah. That's crazy. Nonchalant. Yeah. Or they're just, like, fucking with you and playing something in your ears while you're on stage. Yeah, I was like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the boys were like, "Uh, we're not hearing that. I don't know what you're hearing. <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So strange. five years from now, where's the smoke season? What are they doing? Hmm. Um... Playing arenas. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the... Well, with this new EP, we're really embarking on a completely... Not, like, music-wise artistic direction, but a, a very ambitious, like, all-encompassing audio, visual, like, everything direction. So I think my hope for us is that we'll continue to break tradition. Okay. In five years from now, like, hopefully, like, the scale of our projects gets bigger, and it, but it stays, like, in that unpredict- unpredictable realm. That's cool. <laughs> is there one artist or band that you guys would say, like, we look at their career and want to emulate that? Hmm. I mean, I always go back to Beck because okay. just how he just changes shape and he's very malleable of what he mm-hmm. does, but at the same time, it's always distinctly 
his voice in whatever he does, which yeah. I think is really. I think beautiful. Beck's the perfect example. I mean, he released an entire album of sheet music yeah. and <laughs> had like these artists, and one of which was like someone who we've had the pleasure of knowing and working with a bunch. But they all played the songs for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's, cool. that's just so brilliant. Um, so really, yeah, I love the way he defies notions. Mm-hmm. So, do we know when we're going to get the new EP? You will get the new EP over the course of the next nine months. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And we have bees on iTunes and Spotify right mm-hmm. now. That's right. Thanks for coming in today, guys. Thanks for having Anytime. us. Anytime. You want to go ahead and plug your websites and your socials and all that stuff? Sure. You can find us at smokeseason.com or Facebook uh, forward slash smokeseason. And we're Smoke Season Band on Twitter. And keep in touch. Perfect. Well, thank you, guys. For Gabrielle and Jason, I'm Jason, too. <laughs> we will see you guys back in here next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.